are living in a chemical world, and I am a chemical. Good afternoon, and welcome to Chemical World. I am Kenna Crampton, and I am joined in studio with my co-host, Muggsy Fay. Hi, I'm Muggsy Faye Seldeen, founder and director of High Rockies Harm Reduction. And, oh, I'm also a new board member of KDNK Uh, and always happy to be here as the co-host of Chemical World. Well, welcome to the board. And um, KDNK is grateful to have you. Hope everyone's enjoying their new year. 2024 is off to a strange start, which, I mean, I don't know. I had zero expectations because I was like... I think we learned our lesson from 2020. Don't have really high expectations. I had a l- really high expectations for 2020. Yeah, never say it's going to be a great year. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. don't say it. <laughs> It'll be a year. Yeah. It's February, and I'm still trying to get my New Year's Eve stuff figured out. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Just dragging February. it out. I, uh, it feels like spring, which it's nice that now it is like it's really getting there to spring so <laughs> which I love because I think last time we recorded I was complaining about it not snowing and then by the time it aired it was snowing yeah. so hopefully <laughs> we'll have that again yeah um, it's, I think it's supposed to actually the next few days so. yeah we're getting some snow but still some warm weather which is yeah. nice sorry I don't we didn't I didn't mean to start talking about the weather That's it just <laughs> it really does affect the way that you feel so <laughs> no it does I, I think I was surprised to hear that the uh, Poxitani Poxitani, why am I saying it wrong? That groundhog, Phil, that oh, guy, Poxitani yes, uh-huh. Phil, um, did not see his shadow, which means early spring, right? And I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever, like, I don't remember a time that that happened. And it's true. It, it is relevant to a lot of things because, of course, um, less sunlight, more clouds, you yeah. know, shorter days, colder weather pushes people inside and it affects mental health in a lot of ways. So yeah. it's relevant. We're not just <laughs> growing up and adulting and just <laughs> having small talk about the weather or anything. It's yeah. hard to not I feel like kind of a nerd because I am one, but I just keep joking about that, you know, week long winter we had and I just <laughs> yeah. feel like a dork every time I say it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's how I. That's and that's kind of how I started feeling. When I'm like, okay. Um. So, at, with that, it is February, and um, is there some kind of national <laughs> month? That's <laughs> uh, it's Black History Month for sure, for sure. Um, I am not sure. Kinda. Well, that was embarrassing, but you know what? <laughs> I am gonna go ahead and leave that in, so that way I am, I uh, I need to remember that because. One reason why it's easy to remember is it's so ridiculous that it's the shortest mm-hmm. month of the year. So um, I should know that because it's so ridiculous and sad and it is a leap year. So that's cool. At we least. get one extra but, day. Yeah, we get one extra day. So I am uh, my apologies. I appreciate you leaving in that we're all always learning and forgetting and relearning together. And, you know, there are so many. Um, I think you were kind of just being. I was being a little silly because it's like, oh, it's There's national always... this and national that. But like this is actually has been a national m- monthly uh, holiday. Yeah, I didn't mean to call my you whole... out. No, I appreciate it. Oh, no. It, no, that's important. It's important to – it is. That's the, it is. It is, I'm sure, another national month like for, you know, whatever else. But that's an important one. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to need to – oh, 
Good. I am reading a book by a black author. Thank God. Oh, perfect. I am still reading a Zora Neale Hurston book right now, too. That's taking me a while to get through. That's okay. You can express yourself here. Uh, But so I'm sure there are some other national um, things happening this month. And I was like turning my wheels like, what's going on this month? So, you know, February, it's definitely Black History Month. It's a leap year. So we have an extra day of February. And as we were were talking about the weather, it Mm -hmm. was reminding me of, you know, something I've noticed and specifically like Carbondale's events calendar is we have like popping off events almost every month of the year and then mm-hmm. January and February depending on what's going on it gets a little quiet and I've been pushing to have more stuff because also sometimes we do get a lot a lot of snow in February and I kind of wish that we could change things a little bit because you know I get really excited for like the winter wonderland of um, like the winter solstice time of year uh but I don't know about where you all live but (laughs) where I live it's very rarely that snowy by the middle of December Mm -hmm. but often by the middle of February it -hmm. is extremely snowy cold dark and unless you are in a very happy relationship there aren't a lot of like holidays (laughs) um, to to mix it up and so I feel like we like hit New Year's and then we go into like this dark stagnant hibernation mode and so creating more opportunities to bring community together to you know be a part of something to get a little social emotional health care going on um, is nice and something I'd like to see I, I did not I loved doing the outdoor karaoke for Light the Night of Love with Love a few years ago, but it was cold. I won't lie. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> um, totally. So, you know, that w- indoor events are good, too. So um, I'm not sure if there's anything else super special going on, but I do have some events for February I want to talk okay. about. Well, just um, in the vein of... Katie and Kay and stuff. The the lip syncing contest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. I was exactly. So uh, on Saturday, February 24th at El Dorado, we're going to have the first lip sync battle since 2020, I believe. So really excited to be bringing cool. back this Katie and Kay event. And, you know, there's been some changes behind the scenes here at Katie and Kay. And we just have an amazing team here at the studio and on our committee. So working events and all that stuff. So I'm super, super excited about the lip sync battle at uh, El Dorado on February 24th. Please sign up, pre-register. Yeah. And we'd love to see you out there. We encourage folks to dress up, whether you're going to sing or not. You can do groups. I'm got to say, I'm really, really sad because I think if it is true that we haven't done one since 2020, I am the current reigning lip sync champion. Oh, so you have a lot to live up to. Uh, well, what no, I really <laughs> I can't be there because I'm going to be oh. in Leadville hosting syringe service programming oh, that shoot. day. So oh, okay. too much going on across the region. That's how it always is, right? There's yeah. always a lot on one day. So I'm super bummed so who was gonna take this the uh trophy from mugs yeah who's coming for my crown well i want to maddie ju- is it you yeah. <laughs> we see you out there we see you we hear you we want you in our lip sync battle um and yeah we've had a lot of really cool like performances going on you know there was the amazing lip sync battle with the drag performers at taka this earlier this okay, year uh-huh. and they've been do- um roaring divas have been doing a ton of great stuff around town um and the valley so this is like the public's opportunity if you've been inspired by all these amazing performers out there this is your turn to dress up and lip sync your heart out you don't have to know the song really at all you just have to have passion and I recommend really cuddling up to those judges Um, I really wish I could be a judge uh, and so hopefully next year I'll be able to judge the championship because um, 
I would not necessarily be trying to go for my crown again. I'm really excited to see other folks come out and lip sync battle. But I will be hanging out with my peeps in Leadville at the Leadville Library on Saturday, February 24th, giving out free Narcan and other cool stuff. Oh, great. From 12 to 6 p.m. Saving lives. Can't change that Mm -hmm. or I would be – I wanted them to maybe – push lip sync until because then we have fashion show here in Carbondale coming up uh, March 8th yeah this is like the calm before the storm (laughs) and then it'll be yeah lip syncing and then um, fashion show and then before you know it mountain fair and we have five points in the spring too mm -hmm, yeah tons of stuff between Uh, anyway okay yes lots of stuff (laughs) so it's kind of nice to have the little natural break in January I think we all needed the recoup from the holidays but Mm -hmm. excited to yeah be coming back strong and it's like yeah feeling like it's already spring out there and fashion shows right around the corner and next thing you know it's dandelion day and mountain (laughs) fair and farmer's market and now I'm ready for a nap already yeah (laughs) well um and we kind of touched on this a little bit last um, month, but a lot of exciting stuff is going on with High Rockies Harm Reduction with the new mobile service. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit more. I mean, I know that we did, like we said, we talked about it last month, but if you want to just kind of give an update, because now you kind of have a set schedule, right? Is that true? Yeah, we're working on rolling it out. And of course, you can always listen to episodes of Chemical World you missed wherever you get mm-hmm. your podcasts or at kdnk.org. If you're like, what did they say on last month's episode? <laughs> um, but I like to give you the updates periodically as well, yeah. monthly. Well, this, is a, this is a big deal because you haven't had a lot of service, like you haven't had any kind of set schedule at all for the last year, pretty much, right? And so to have something a little bit more set and to have the mobile service is like really exciting. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. I would love to get on a set schedule moving forward here. Um, We're really, really excited to have that for ourselves and for the folks we serve to just be able to be a little bit more consistent with how we provide our new services moving forward. So yeah, we have our van and we are, it's more of a slow rollout than I would have liked. And this has just been the history of me and nonprofits. Everything's too slow for me. Um, I will be fully transparent that I have been going through some oral surgery and I'm going to have to take more time for that this spring and I'm in this rock in a hard place right now where I have to take time for myself to get my health to peak whatever so that I can do the most work moving forward right Mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to take that downtime and historically I am a bad recoverer because I don't like to sit still so um, we are doing more of a staggered staggered rollout than I would have hoped with our service schedule so like Mm -hmm. right now for February we have started in Basalt and Carbondale and we'll be there every second Friday at those locations and then every fourth Saturday we'll be in Leadville and we're still working on ironing out our Glenwood, Aspen, Snowmass, Eagle County, and Summit County locations. So, but that's nonprofit work. It's a lot of red tape and um, back and forth, and everyone has stuff going on, right? So, I'm just grateful when we can provide grace in the space, and especially when it comes to, you know, medical stuff, whether it's physical or behavioral health care. We really have to take care of that stuff. Um, And unfortunately, with the Dental health, especially, it's it's it creates a lot of problems. Yeah, totally. Well, well, we're happy that you're on the mend, but or at least trying to get there on the road to recovery. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's where that's the that's where we're at. <laughs> road to recovery, there, and I mean, I think that like that's so um, 
it's just that's what it is, you know? Like, even when you feel like you're doing really well, like, something happens to remind you that, like, it is a road that just kind of keeps going. And it's okay. There's bumps and there's turns, and you just got to take it as it comes. I got a text last night from someone that said it was weird because it was, like, kind of non sequitur. It just said, are you lost in love? <laughs> and I said, uh, I, maybe. I'd like to think I'm still on the path. It's <laughs> like, I don't know what that means, but did I do something <laughs> to make you think I'm lost in the world? What ball did I drop to make you say that? Um, but no, and I think it's just, I am really, you know, think it's important to say that, to put that out there, because I am grateful that in the nonprofit role and in this role with really providing novel services to our communities and in a way that's never really been done before. You know, harm reduction is evidence-based and we know that it helps people who use drugs a lot more in accessing recovery and accessing resources and services than some of the other methods we've historically used to try and curb addiction issues or use issues. But we also at High Rockies Harm Reduction bring peer support services to that work, which to me is like a no-brainer. But we're one of the only organizations that really actively acknowledges how we bring these two methodologies or ideologies of harm reduction and recovery and peer support in a sense together. And of course, you are in recovery when you say you are. You don't have to be sober from anything to be mm-hmm. in recovery. Recovery is from mental health issues and all that. And it's been really cool. I, I don't think of myself as like the inventor of this stuff, but to help kind of carry that message and the same with, you know, changing just the way that we work and the way that we care for ourselves. And we were talking about this before we got on mic, just really untangling all of my personal anxieties and beliefs around what work is supposed to look like because mm-hmm. we get to decide <laughs> yeah. what work looks like. And we've just historically really put our bodies and our brains on hold over Mm -hmm. the value of production for someone else or whatever, right? And consumerism and capitalism. So really beautiful to just share with y'all that I'm prioritizing my health because, yeah, not having teeth or having teeth that hurt a lot is like a problem. It's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really, I think it's really easy to um, convince yourself when you are doing work that, you know, is you know, saving lives on any kind of scale, it's easy to convince yourself that what you're doing is more, what your work, your work is more important than you. It's bigger than you because it is bigger than you, but that doesn't mean that you can do it if you're dead (laughs) or, you know, I mean, or if you're not, not healthy, you know, and it's like, that's, I keep being reminded about that with like motherhood, you know, like you, I can't be the best mom that I can be if I'm really tired and, you know, not not fed and not taking care of myself, you know, then I'm completely on edge and I, you know, don't talk to my daughter the way I want to. So, you know, I mean, it's like it just it just it comes back to that in all facets of life. And I also was thinking when you said rec- you are in recovery, when you're in recovery, I think recovery is really just wanting to get better. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all it takes to be in recovery. 
And I think, yeah, recovery from capitalism, too. It's like something that because with everything, too, you look at it from like the macro all the way down to the micro level. Right. And so it's like I am in my personal recovery from my personal trauma, but I'm also in a community that is experiencing their own continuous Mm -hmm. recovery from the traumas that happen in the community. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we are within these greater communities of Colorado or the United States or the globe that are like in recovery from like colonialism and Mm -hmm. capitalism. And yeah. slavery, and we're talking about black rape history, culture. And that, you know, and it's like it's not even on the forefront of my brain. And like the fact that like there's even is like there's like we don't even <laughs> we don't even recognize black people as just people. It's like it's an, it's I don't know. I'm sorry. It's not black history. It's history. Yeah, it's American history. And it, it's it's uh, it's we're in talk about recovery, man. We are in. We need to be and continue on this recovery of. Um, uh, institutionalized race, racism because it is sad and disgusting. So anyway, sorry, I just have to say that. <laughs> no, th- that you may say that <laughs> and it's just making me think and like this is, I, I heard this in my brain in one track but then I saw it put onto all of these other tracks, right? Which is that um, for me, I like to do my recovery through exposure therapy mm-hmm. which is by getting like exposing myself to triggers and to old patterns and learning how to work through them and building healthier coping mechanisms. And I guess my point to like the global recovery that we, but and really like national recovery from racism um, that we need to be working on. um, It's just, I think it involves having tough conversations, right? Mm -hmm. And facing tough truths. And it's not, like recovery is not comfortable, like it's uncomfortable. And I had kind of a breakthrough a few months ago because I was just having this experience where I was just kind of like, I don't want to. I don't want to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. basically. I was like, I don't want to have that like uncomfortability with the situation. And I was talking to a friend. I was like, oh, that's like life, right? Like everyone yeah. has to have those situations. Like we don't get out scot-free, especially not when we're like, being strong and holding boundaries and changing the shape of how we interact with each other and run our business as like business owners and individuals and society, right? Like it's not comfortable. It's gonna, it's hard work. It's hard work to change and grow. And that's hard too, because that's why so many people choose not to change or grow or choose to stay in situations that may not be the most fulfilling for them because it's more comfortable to just stay in your safety bubble, right? But it's outside of the box, outside of your bubble that the most growth and learning really happens. Yeah, definitely. And I think like it's, you know, come, you know, you have to do one hard thing and sometimes the harder thing is the righter thing to do, but you know, where I think um there's some real overlap of like capitalism and addiction and then racism of course is always mixed in there. Because I was just telling you, I just saw that show, uh, Dope Sick, and you said mm-hmm. you read the book. So I just think that that is like a beautiful overlap of what disgusting capitalism can do to destroy lives on just a real level. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just – I was talking about this yesterday too that I, I tend to be kind of a conspiracy theorist, but it's not that I necessarily believe those conspiracies. I think it's just really important to like think critically and mm-hmm. how we receive information. And mm-hmm. like that's 
also what allows us to to grow is like questioning the information that we receive, right? Yeah. Because there are a lot of structures and powers that be put into place that really would rather us not ask questions or mm-hmm. not think about how or why this is working. And like, yeah. you know, opiate prescription medications are a really good example of a drug that's very easy to just like dope the masses, right? And make people just complacent, <laughs> yeah. fat, and happy. And that's an oversimplification of something that has so – like a, a – issue that is a big problem in our country that has Mm -hmm. so many facets and tracks and has just gone so off the rails in so many ways. But it really started, you know, what we're currently experiencing, um, this 30-year opioid epidemic that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. um, It's been happening since the mid-90s and since prescription opiates. So, yeah, Dope Sick, um, I I really want to watch the show because I love Michael Keaton, and so I just really want to see how they do it. Um, but I read – It is so addictive. And I, like I said, I literally felt like I was in a binge while I was watching it. And once I was done, I was like, oh, thank God. That's, <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I really – I think that um, opioid science is my addiction. Like I'm not uh-huh. addicted. Like I don't like opiates. I've tried them in many capacities before and they're not my jam. But I just like am addicted to talking about heroin and yeah. the science of opiates yeah. and loving – people who love opiates that's my addiction yeah which has so many of its own unique challenges (laughs) Um, and so dope sick the the book was a little so you know it's a a, it's a uh, it's a journalist who had been covering these stories in appalachia appalachia and west virginia specifically where the opioid epidemic has become really blown out of proportion because you have Mm -hmm. the coal mining industry who are folks that are by and large experiencing a lot of chronic pain and a lot of medical issues because of the, the work that back, they do. back-breaking mm-hmm. labor they've been doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I just have to say shout out. I love the Sober Sun article where it was um, like she, old chief uh, Gene Schilling and mm-hmm. the other miners. And, and it yeah. was just cool to see like Gene, like somebody, you know, we, I don't know, just like I know that mines were still open here when I was a growing up, right? Mm-hmm. But still, like, to see that we still have minors living in our communities, and that's yeah. still an experience that they really strongly remember. It just, mm-hmm. you don't, we don't think about that in Colorado as much as we do in, like, West Virginia, Kentucky, totally. um, those parts of the country, but that, you know, that was a thing here, too. So, anyway, Dope Sick, this journalist, Beth Macy, had been covering this story for a long time, and then she wrote a book, and now it's become a TV show. And I'll admit, I didn't finish the book, because okay. it was, like... It's intense. Yeah, and it really just is covering the chronicle of how you know, opioid trafficking works and, mm-hmm. like, how addiction stems from these prescription medications to street drugs like heroin and fentanyl and how this situation has blown out of proportion and why, you know, I think it's, like, Americans use, like, just the vast majority of op- – I won't give you the statistics because I know there's, like, arguments on, like, where the data is being pulled from, um, but that Americans utilize the majority of opioids in the world and, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. we're using them to mask pain. It's only good as, like, a temporary fix because yeah. all it does is mask the pain. It's not treating pain, so it's not really good for long-term pain. But then we have so many folks who can't get the treatment that they need for – or – you know, going back to what I was saying about being in pain with my oral surgery, mm-hmm. I, it's really pulled up a lot of stuff about like how and I'm and I'm a chronic pain patient and I've been really dealing with it more and more actively for the past couple of years because I've finally been able to get medical professionals to listen to me about my chronic pain and just how 
normalized it is for women especially to just be in pain all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. It's normal enough that I have a notebook that says it. Like that that it's like a cute like meme that like <laughs> we just hurt always. Yeah. <laughs> um and just <laughs> like <laughs> just our whole culture's relationship with pain mm-hmm. and then we have this drug that oh my god makes pain go away, you know, yeah. and it's just miracle drug. <sighs> Well, and I, what I really took away from it, like, at least in the, like, what I realized if, I mean, despite how insidious the prescriptions were being um, prescribed for Oxycontin and Cotton, I say it, it's hard to say, um, one thing that it really did that I took away from that was that it completely changed doctors' outlooks on opiates. They were very scared to prescribe opiates at all until then. And now I feel like even now the their, you know, outlook on it is still completely that it's a little that it's safer than it's not. And that there are certain drugs that are safer and there's not. Opiates are opiates. They change your, you know, the the chemistry in your brain and they put you in pain when you're not on them and so it's it, it's sad and we are getting close to running out of time so was there any was there you wanted to give us some uh, data but I don't know if we want to end on that maybe we can talk about it next month yeah and I'll just say you know that even with all the great work we've been doing in terms of Narcan awareness and um, all that good stuff trying to prevent overdoses in our community that we're still losing pretty much just as much if not more same rate of Coloradans right now mm-hmm. and it's just you know scary times out there and there are still a lot of people who don't know about Narcan who don't know about um resources for reversing opioid overdoses and I think you know we could talk about this forever but I'll just say like these drugs are real they're in our community whether they're prescription opiates or fentanyl contaminated opiates or whatever the case may be drugs are out there and you can just be safe by carrying Narcan and always calling 911 when you if you see something say something and you're protected and if a officer harasses you for calling 911 to report a medical emergency or for using Narcan, you can always call me, Maggie Seldine, at 970-618-4194 or shoot me an email at maggie at highrockiesharmreduction.com. You can also find our full service schedule and more info there and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at High Rockies Harm Reduction. Shoot me a DM, email, call me if you have questions, and come out to the lip sync battle mm-hmm. on the 24th. Yeah, that'll be really fun. And um, I just, uh, before I sign off, I just also want to say, like, one thing it also did um, with the mass prescription um, the writing of Oxycontin and it's also it um, it made it really real for every person so it, it is it's it's out there and it's okay if you're struggling it's okay if you're struggling with that kind of addiction with opioids it's okay if you're struggling with any other anything it's okay it's hard so I just want to say it's okay yeah, I don't think there's anybody out there whose life hasn't been touched by some kind of addiction in some way. And maybe it's not even substances, you know, it can be mm-hmm. just a lot of different things. Mental health issues are very real and it's okay to talk about them. You can reach out to me for more questions. You can call the Colorado Crisis Line and you can visit any of our wonderful community behavioral <laughs> health resources. There are some amazing people out there. The systems still suck, but there's great people working yeah. against that and working to provide amazing care. And we do have a lot more resources than we ever did before so yeah speak up reach out there are people who love you and want to help yeah have compassion for yourself and have compassion for others we have compassion for you we love you and thank you for listening 
This has been Chemical World here on KDNK. Tune in at 4.30 p.m. next month on March 11th to uh, hear more. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to kdnk.org or wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. And remember... Can I say one more thing? Yes. I just want to say that today while we're recording, I'm celebrating five years of alcohol-free, oh, yeah, yeah, and we yeah, forgot to say anything. And, you know, we do this because we did it, and you can too, and we love you and care about you and believe in you because nobody ever loved and cared and believed in us yeah. at our, well, they did. But, you know, we've all had hard times, and anything is possible, and you don't have to be sober to keep your community clean. Yay! We are living in a chemical world, and I-